What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hour of Jankestation. And today, thankfully, I have my partner in crime here with me, Mr. Josh, to save me from getting totally obliterated by the masses by probably boring them to death doing the solo episode last week. But I am so glad that he is here and back so that way you guys can enjoy the janky goodness. So, Mr. Josh, how are you doing this evening? I'm full of chicken. Full of chicken. Well, I just ate a good meal. Ready to talk about some magic. Um, didn't listen to your solo podcast because I knew I wasn't in it. So, uh, yeah. Why what, would I? What a fucking narcissist, right? Yep. I'm king. Self-proclaimed, <laughs> right? Fucking like, egomaniac over here. Like Jeez. Fucking Great Britain. I walk in and claim it as mine because I can. Yeah, you did. I mean, I can't. You did. I did. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm going to walk away uh, just like I did from the European Union. That's right. Classic Brit. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm sure you did fine. I, uh, I did I, do fine. I'm, I'm not sure. sure the, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the content that I produced. It's just, it's hard for me to crack jokes when I'm by myself. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot easier, obviously, when you're having a conversation with somebody to kind of bounce off each other and get little stupid one-liners in here and there versus when you're doing something by yourself. I mean, for myself, I should say. Because I know you, obviously, you do very well with your video content. You're able to come up with shit on your own, and it, it it's good. It's That's all I can I mean, it's just really good. Oh, but, well, I appreciate that. It's a gift. What can I say? It, it is. It is. And, you know, some people got it. Some people don't. And I I don't want to say I'm a comic, uh, not definitely not a comic genius, but not, uh, I would say I'm like in the middle grounds. Like I can come up with funny stuff here and there, but I'm not as quick with it as what some people are, such as yourself. So, I mean, I'm just like, you know, in like that, that gray area. It's not like I'm but, not funny, but I'm not like on you know point with it but i mean i i've i've discussed this with you just before we started recording but in general before is that i hold content back if it doesn't meet the standard like if i think i can add more to it for the entertainment comedy whatever you want to call it um i will hold stuff back which actually isn't a good thing because you're pushing out content probably twice as fast as i am but on on the on the on the flip side of that though I mean, I'm not saying it, everything always resorts to subs, but you got more subs than I do. So clearly, you know, quality is usually better than quantity, depending on what you're doing and what you're doing. It's working. So I the, will it, agree. Yeah, like see? quality is better than quantity. Not saying yeah. you don't have quality, but in terms of the YouTube algorithm, if you're holding yeah. off for quality. Well, usually, long, yes, because it picks yeah. up like you're not being consistent enough. Yes, I do exactly. understand where you're yeah. coming from in that regard, yes. Anyways, people then tune in to learn how to be a failed content creator like us. Yes, that that is true. Well, you didn't fail yet. We'll say that. You know, uh, that's uh, The verdict's still out because you're still growing. But nonetheless, we do have a show to produce. So we're going to start off with the jank spank bank and for those of you that don't know what that is it's going to be the one card that josh and i each pick one and it's the one card for this week that we want you guys to try to acquire for your trade binder 
because we feel that uh, not only is it a good janky card, or it could be even a card that isn't just janky, but actually has the potential to go up in value pending on what the hive mind says, excuse me, down the line, because there have been cards, as we know, excuse me, I'm burping on my beer here, um, that, you know, cards will be 30, 30 cents, 40 cents. Like Jesus, uh, you're gassy. I know, I am. Like in, uh, what is it, Inverter? The Eldrazi, a 99-cent Mythic. Now look at it, right? So there's cards like that that are out there, and, you know, they go from being, a you know, pennies on the dollar to next thing you know you're paying tens on the dollar, you know? So Inver- uh, Inverter's 8 bucks now. If someone, if people out there want a hard number, yeah, it's 8, eight bucks. bucks. Yep, it and that's for the non-foil. 15. Yeah. For the non-foil, yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, so we're looking at it basically to try to save some of that green stuff in your wallet, not the green stuff that you use for recreational purposes, okay? I mean, it might save you in that because you have more green stuff to get green stuff if you're into that kind of thing. But nonetheless, my card for this week, which I have to pull up on my computer here so that way Mr. Josh can see it, for the Spank Jank Bank, what's the name? Jank Spank Bank. The Jank Spank Bank, man. The Jank Spank Bank. We That's need right. uh, we need a, a, a audio clip of. Oh, I'm know. working on that. Trust me. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> I'm we're working become, on some we're sound effects. We're gonna become a radio show here. Yeah, yeah. So just a, for a little spoiler for people that are gonna be wondering what the sound effects for this is gonna be, let's just say a very crude sound effects that would sound like. Uh, some spanking is going on (laughs) okay (laughs) and not the spanking like someone's getting spanked on the butt either (laughs) because why because we're crude five-year-olds at heart at least i am so jesus if anybody gets offended by it you're totally tuning into the wrong podcast so (laughs) (laughs) can you be offended by the sound of a spank i think it's I think it's more just unpleasant to the ear. Uh, I mean, it is, but it is. It's uh, to me, I would laugh. I think it's funny. Okay, what's your I, card? My card is Hanweir. If that's how you pronounce it, Hanweir, Militia Captain from Shadows over Innistrad. It is currently averaging sixty-four cents for the non-foil and a buck fifty-six for the foil copies. It is a two-drop human soldier. And it's a 2-2, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more creatures, then you transform the Militia Captain. And if I didn't state this in the CMC, it's one white and one, because I think I just said it was a two CMC. But yes, it's one white and one for the casting cost. And then when you transform it, its power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control, and then at the beginning of your end step, you put a 1-1 white and black human cleric creature token on the battlefield so my thought process with this is is that we know that humans is not only a thing in modern but just going with pioneer because as we know pioneer is nerfed modern right Uh so this Uh is a quote-unquote nerfed human so i felt that this would be a card that could work well within pioneer format if you're trying to go into the human tribal range of things and trying to get in that good stuff and with what this can do potentially with humans with my mind i'm thinking especially after it transforms if you're doing like humans or human tokens 
I like the idea of bouncing this with, um, God, I just had it in my head, the two drop that produces a token when you, uh, I think, or no, that, that thing, never mind, I've, I, that's when you cast, not when a, something enters the battlefield, I think. I'll have to double check my notes here. But it's the two drop from Ravnica Allegiance or Guilds of Ravnica. I can't remember now, but it's the, oh, God. 2-2, two, 2-drop, two, two 1-white white and 1, and I think it's whenever you cast a multicolored spell oh, and you create... A, Hero of Precinct 1. Yes, there it is, Hero of Precinct 1. That is what I'm looking at, and I'm just trying to hurry up and look here. But I thought it was when you cast, not when it enters the battlefield. And, yeah, it's when you cast. But that was what caught my eye first was the white and black aspect, but... Um, I just like the idea of the fact that, number one, it gets beefier as you play creatures, and then it also produces creatures. And then the other thing I liked about it as well is that it's a non-legendary creature, so you could have multiples of these out on the board, and if you set your board state up properly, you could make this potentially a treacherous thing to deal with late game. It, like, I, like I said, as, as long as you have the right cards in hand to prevent your opponent from taking control of the board or wiping your cards or just removing them in general. But so I just does, felt, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. I was just going to say, so just to make it clear, this doesn't do anything with Hero Precinct 1, but it's a good card to right. play with Hero Precinct 1 because right. Precinct 1 makes humans, right? It makes, it makes humans as well. So like anything where if you're trying to produce those human tokens i felt this was something to go along with it because you could get four creatures out really quick with uh humans or just any sort of tribal deck because you could actually use this with whatever because it just says if you control four or more creatures so you could potentially use this in any sort of like rampy token build to try to just get that transform ability to then produce those one one tokens and then also making the uh captain after a transform make it bigger every time a creature comes in mm -hmm. but i just felt it was worth noting for like i said 64 cents i mean that's freaking cheap and again granted i know not everybody plays pioneer but for those like myself that are enjoying the format and are looking for some cheap alternatives to try to test out i felt this was one that was worth noting that has potential down the line to go up especially in humans, so I will stop rambling and pass it along to you, Josh. So, what is your jank spank bank card for the week? So, mine is is a bit more bit more expensive, but it's uh, it's going down in price, it down trending. So, it is called Stolen Strategy. It is a red enchantment from Battle Bond, four and one red. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, you exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards from among those exiled cards, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those cards. So, I brought this up. It's currently on Goldfish, which I believe uses TCG Mid. It's $2.09. Yeah. Uh, around the release of War of the Spark, I don't think anything comboed with it. I think around that time, people were just realizing that Battle Bond was a good set and the supply was drying up. So people were buying up the rares from that set. 
Yeah. Um, but around War of the Spark, stolen strategy spiked to five dollars, and then it's been dwindling down. I picked mine up for about three. Um, Which still and, isn't bad because it's a good <clears throat> card. No, exactly. It's a great card, but it's currently at two, and it looks like it's plateauing, stabilizing a little, but it might go down a bit more. My point is that it's a card that has gone up from uh, being playable, especially in EDH. This is where you play it, uh, and it's going down now, so there's nothing to say it won't go up again. Right. Super, super fucking versatile. You're playing mono red and you're playing this, you can get anything off the top of your opponent's libraries. Yeah, maybe you'll whiff, but you could get enchantment destruction, you could get uh, counter spells, you could do whatever, right? Right. Because your mountains, if you're playing mono red, your mountains tap for any color to cast those spells. If you're playing red black, again, red black's good. I love red black. It is. I think it's a very uh, underappreciated color scheme because, I mean, not a lot of people, like, for whatever reason, at least a lot of people I've ran into anyway seem to, like, not really dig red and black overall. Like, they look at it as a very weak color combination, but I beg to differ. I think there's a lot of great red and black combinations to run with. There is a lot of great red and black, but it's not interactive with uh, enchantments or, you know, like it has a few board wipes. It mm-hmm. definitely deals with creatures and uh, artifacts, but it doesn't interact beyond that. Red-white, same deal. Red-green, same deal. When it's dual colors, the only red X color, red-blue, is the only one that people kind of view in a competitive sense. Well, this kind of gives you access to whatever colors your opponents are playing. If you're playing your red-green beatdown, your red-black group slug, your red-white fucking aggro, you know? You yeah. get the ability to cast spells that you can't cast in those colors. So that's why it's a good card. It's only two bucks and nine cents. Go pick it up for your red decks. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you're going to have fun with it regardless. And if you don't, then I'm sure someone will be looking for it. And for two bucks, who cares? And here's the deal. You're playing in Commander, correct? Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be paying two bucks for that card. So it's one copy. And if you, it's going to be kind of funny here. It'd actually be more expensive for you to get a playset of the Captain that we were just previously talking about than it would be to get this copy. Because in Commander, you can only use one of, whereas the card that we were talking about as far as the Captain, you're going to probably want to get a playset to play around with to see if you want to use all four or maybe use three or even maybe uh-huh. two. But um, So if you've got a couple bucks laying around, nonetheless, you can either get yourself a playset of the Captain or you can get yourself into some stolen strategy and you're going to be having some fun in the old commander format so that's definitely actually that's an enchantment that i need to pick up because that was one that when battle bond came out and um was talking about spoilers and i think i was actually talking about them with you guys i believe i can't remember i think we did it on the stomping ground i i either we did it on the stomping ground or it was just you and myself i can't remember but i remember talking about it with at least yourself and I believe this was one that I thought was like a solid one, but I just couldn't think of what to put it in with off the top of my head. Well, you know, when, when it hits you, cards always seem really good when they're kicking your ass, right? Oh, yeah, and of course. With, with Battle Bond, it was, Battle Bond was a fantastic set, but a card like this isn't going to compete with the reprint of Doubling Season or Land Tax or Vigor or everything else in there, right? Right. 
so this just slid in between the cracks and I completely forgot about it until someone was playing a mono red deck at my table and then there it was and this took everything from everyone yeah and it was like holy shit but by that time you know stuff picks up right oh yeah people you know people play with their cards people grab the ones they like their pet cards when a set comes out people see them get wise to them pick up their copies and especially in a set like battle bond where it wasn't massively sold uh you know this is a card that can go back up two bucks is a steal in my opinion it really is two bucks for any card as long as it's got some solid playability i mean that's fantastic. I like it. Of course, I'm an you know I'm an enchantment guy, so I'll, I'm all about that life. So over and onward, our next topic, our actual topic outside of just janky card talk for the day, we're gonna be talking about secret layer, okay? And we're gonna be talking about not just the cards that have been coming out of secret layer, but just kind of talking about how. And I know that this has been brought up within the community, but we're just going to talk about it here today, which is the fact that Wizard, uh, Wizards of the Coast, basically, they try to ignore the secondary market and act like it doesn't exist. Because if they did, it's kind of like uh, they're tiptoeing on some legality stuff and they could get in trouble. So by not but- acknowledging it and acting as if they are feeding the secondary market, they're still able to do what they are doing with the secret layers. But the first... For, th- well, go ahead. You're fine. I was just going to say, to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, the, the legalities part of this is that if Wizards acknowledges the secondary market, which means if they acknowledge that individual cards can be sold, like Stolen Strategy can be sold for $2, that they actually fall into gambling in some states. Correct. I don't know what states, probably the more religious ones because thus you're opening packs to potentially win money kind of like you're putting money into a slot machine to potentially win more money right right so that's a legality sorry to cut you off but just in case also also that and insider trading that's the biggest one because you get in trouble for insider trading now you're talking about potential prison time like that's that's big deal they don't like you doing that stuff that's a big no-no in Uncle Sam's eyes. So, at least over here in the U.S. I don't know how they do stuff over in Canada, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, ask because yeah. I do it. No, don't don't ask, I, don't I, tell, right? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I do not do insider trading. No. <laughs> none, <laughs> covering none. my ass so I don't get fucking <laughs> CRA up here, right? right. Anyways. So what we're going to be discussing is basically how they want to say they don't acknowledge it, but it's like at the same time, then where do you get the price line for these cards? Because they are very similar to the prices of what you would pay for for the singles on online in the secondary market. And one of the defenses, which I had discussed with Josh before we decided to start recording, was... Their defense could be, like with the Theros set, is, well, yeah, it is it is very comparable to the comparison to the non-foils, but we're giving you foils. So there's that, and, you know, it's alternate art, and, you know, it's going to be a limited print run, so there won't be as many out there as what there per se is with the, you know, Theros printed gods. 
but you still have to be getting your price from somewhere. So how are you justifying, like with the current sets, with the, the Theros for buying the individual ones, they're each $39.99 or $149.99 for all five sets. So you have to be getting your prices from somewhere. So that being said, what are your thoughts, Mr. Josh? So I'm just going to back it up again for uh, people who aren't quite sure what the secret lair is. Um, just because I know, we know what it is because our fucking hobby for some fucking reason is to make content on the internet. So we're intweaved, interweaved in this shithole of a magic online community. So we know what secret lairs are. Yes. But when I, I texted my buddy who's across the country about secret lairs about these Theros gods that just came out. He didn't have any idea, right? He doesn't right. give a fuck about the internet. He watches my videos sometimes, if that. And he plays his magic at his table with his girlfriend and their play group, and they do their own shit, right? Right. So, so, like Eric touched on, a secret lair is this thing where wizards are printing individual cards. They have alternate art. They're foils. And they're a set amount, three to six cards, that are only available for sale for... 24 hours or in this case uh the weekend so 48 72 hours yep and in this most recent edition there were some in december there was one for chinese new year but in this recent edition it's the original theros born of the gods uh journey to nyx gods in their constellation artwork that was similar to theros beyond death um, Correct. Sorry if it sounds like I'm over-explaining all this no, shit. No, you're but... actually doing what I should have done because I'm being an idiot and being naive and thinking everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about as far as the secret layer. So, no, you're actually but you're, you're covering jumping, my ass. <laughs> you're jumping into the meat, which is what we're here to say. But if you know all this shit, that, there you go. This is a refresher for the one or two new people that stumbled upon our podcast. Anyways... So what Eric was getting into is that what's nice about these secret layers now is that we, as weird as it sounds, you can do it with the old ones, but these are fresh, fresh, so we can talk about it. We can look at the price points of non-foil original gods from Theros and compare it to the overall price of these sets. Correct. So in the first, so you have your, you have five sets of your Theros gods. You get three gods in each. Uh, you have the white one, which is, uh, it you is Heliod Hel or Heliod. I, heard, I don't know. I've heard it pronounced fucking five different times. I, I heard it's someone like, call it Hel Heliod. 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 Those new people that just heard my explanation, they're like, oh, this is interesting. They all just fucking left over yeah, they did. They the Heliod part. Yeah, they're like, so, these guys are morons. You get, I'm not reading all the cards to you you guys. You can look up. You get Heliod, you get Iroas, and you get Karametra. The blue set, you get Thassos, Ephera, uh, uh, and Krufix. The black set, you get Erebos, Athreos, and Fenax, which in my opinion is the most... Uh, Value. Yeah. In the red one, you get Perforos, Mogus, Karenos. And in the green one, you get Nylea, Xenagos, and uh, Ferica. Are you sure it's not Xenagos? Xenagos. <laughs> Xylophonagos. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Xylophonagos. And, <laughs> and you can get, uh, you can get 
these three cards, so each of these packs for $39.99 each, like Eric said, or all of them for $150, bucks, which is them just being like, hey, look, it's you buy them all, you get 10 bucks off. Typical selling point. Right. But Eric's right. How the fuck are they getting the prices? And the argument that people could make is, well, previously, when they first did Secret Lairs, they sold them for 30 or 40 bucks. So ju- they're just keeping that price point, which is fair but it's Where also very ironic that it's very similar in price that's 30, the problem yeah 30 and 40 dollars but here's the thing they can back engineer this right mm-hmm. they can say because they it, it costs them money to print cards yeah but every card to wizards if they ignore the secondary market Every card is the same value because it comes off the same piece of paper. Exactly. They're making way more money off a secret layer than they are the booster boxes, and that's a damn fact. Every one of these cards, maybe they cost a bit more to make because they're shiny foil. Oh, no. Before you say that, that is factored into their price line on the cardstock sheets. I guarantee it. Oh, 100%. But those, every one of those cards costs Wizards the same amount of money, except maybe a bit more because they're foily, but pennies more, if that, compared mm-hmm. to the cards that Eric and I just talked about that were $2.64. Exact right. same price to make. Uh, so the thing is, they can back engineer where if they initially chose a 30 to $40 price range, and they probably bump it up to 40 if they're legendary or if they're, you know, were mythics because those cards are rarer even though you can just buy them single-handedly here but the point is that at that price point they can now pick and choose cards to put into these that will add up to that value right they don't need to look at cards prices and be like oh these add up to 50 let's sell it for 50 they can just say 40 is our price point let's go find some cards that add up to 40 right right and uh, so do you want to add on to that or we can just dive into the gods prices and compare them to the actual $40 price point right now? Well, what I just wanted to touch on before we dive into actual pricing was just that um, uh, I wanted to note that not only are they quote unquote ignoring the secondary market, but they are actually fueling the secondary market rather they want to admit it or not because why because again you have a card that people can then manipulate the market and inflate the price because as i got pulled up on my screen i don't know if you can see it josh um just on card kingdom we mm-hmm. have the secret layer for bitter blossom and the reason i brought this up is because i purchased the bitter blossom set uh back when it came out because to me it was at the time as much as I said I was never going to get the secret layer stuff, I bought into this one because I do play MTGO and getting the digital copy of Bitter Blossom plus getting the paper card as well to be able to use in Commander, to me, I felt was worth it because so I, I was not going to pay a digital for a digital Bitter Blossom copy. And mm-hmm. then I'm also being able to get one for Arena as well. So I was like, eh, you know, 30 bucks at the time. I was like, okay, that kind of pays for itself. Now, fast forward, it was 30 bucks, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, I did get the Gideon, um, the Gideon card as well, the, the uh, uh, stained glass version. I don't yeah. know what the heck they call it, but, but the stained glass version. 
no one knew that was coming. Those no, were those were like random. Yeah. on the cake. Yeah, that was just yeah. like a little ad- added bonus because you were paying so much for one card. They were like, oh, well, we're going to give you a random one of these guys as well, you know? Yeah. So right now you have Bitter Blossom from Secret Layer on Card Kingdom. It's for the near mint copies selling for $37.99 just for the Bitter Blossom card. So that being said, you're om- you're almost closing in on that ten dollar inflated window, right? Yeah. So you're at you're at just over what it'd be uh, eight eight bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're at eight bucks. So you, there's eight bucks there. Not to mention, uh, the Gideon on here is being sold for nine ninety nine, right? Yeah. So now you're talking just between those two cards. That is forty nine, like what forty nine ninety eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that is now twenty nine dollars inflated from the original price. If I'm doing my math right, it, it right? was thirty bucks. It was thirty and bucks. Fifty nine cards. It was. It'd be. Uh, oh wait, no, no, nineteen bucks. I'm sorry, not twenty nine. Nineteen bucks. So okay. just under twenty bucks inflated off the original value. That came out in December. That just came out in December, correct. And mind you, that's just with the Gideon one, okay? Because there was other ones as well. There was the Teferis and there were some other ones as well. But I just went off the Gideon because that's what I personally pulled. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to, I could potentially, not saying that I could sell it for what Card Kingdom is, but just to give you guys an, a, a, re, a real outlook on what these things are being sold for, I just wanted to show you this so that way you know I'm not full of shit. Yeah. That no, they they are going up in value and people are inflating the price. And like we said, this is from December. So just think down the line where it could potentially go. If bitter especially if bitter blossom itself goes up in value, guess what else is going up? The secret layer. Yeah. And why else is it gonna go up? Because it's more rare. It's an alternate art. It's a super duper sweet thing, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. But, and, yeah. And just to clarify, this isn't us saying go get secret layer because the inflation is huge. No, this no, no, This no. does just saying that this is what Wizards is creating. Right. And they're making it worse and they don't even, and it either they don't realize it or they just don't care. And you could argue, well, just get the regular one. But the these things are so limited. The price of the regular ones aren't changing. Right. They're not going down. They're, they're staying stable, yeah. at least in the Bitter Blossom case. Yeah, because you and got... I, Modern Masters thirty two ninety nine, Morning Tide thirty four ninety nine, Secret Layer thirty seven ninety nine, Ultimate Masters thirty two ninety nine. So as of right now, just for the non foils, the Secret Layer one is averaging more than the original copies. Yeah, and this is similar to the ones across the board. Um, I mean, granted, we'll get into it later. Some of the cards they put in the Secret Layers aren't worth right. uh, what the Secret not even close to what the secret layer copy of them are going but these being printed is not affecting the original card prices they're not making them decrease all they're doing is just they're getting their money while also going to just make people resell them at an inflated rate to try to maximize profitability on the secondary market and that's it I mean, it's just it's 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 just like I don't want to go into it too much because this is another topic that we can talk about at another time, which we did talk about briefly um, on one of our streams. I believe it was uh, with you, you, me, and Lang. Was the whole thing with how 
all of the alternate art cards and having all these print runs for a single card, you know, it's good in theory for just like a random non-foil that you can get on the cheap right now. But long term, I just feel that the speculators will find anything and everything to try to buy out to inflate price. So I think in short term, it helps. Long term, it doesn't matter. But yeah. like I said, that's another topic for another time, but it kind of, it's one of those things too. They just, they're, they're feeding into it regardless. But I think that without going into ramble mode, I'll just end with, I think that with the secret layers, it's just their way to just make even more money without printing as many cards, which it is smart on their end. But to sit there and say that you're not acknowledging the secondary market is a fucking lie. Yes. A lie, which we understand because of the legal point, but it's a fucking lie nonetheless. It is. And the, and the thing that really that really burns here, that really burns my ass, is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> chaps Burning my, my ass. ass. It chaps my ass. <laughs> fucking chafes my taint. Exactly. Is, uh, is that they took away, and this is a whole other topic, so if you're tuning, if you're listening through this and you don't really know much about this, this might sound like nonsense. But Wizards took away the MSRP for their regular product, right. meaning that they no longer suggest a price to real ta- re- retailers. retailers. Yeah, sorry, I'm stuttering here. You're good. So, so the reason those Brawl decks way back when were priced at 60 bucks at an LGS is because LGSs didn't really know what to sell them for. They were going off of making a... Uh, a yeah, they were price gouging too, I'm sure. But they're trying to make a profit off what their suppliers are selling to them. So they sell the so the Brawl decks to LGSs for... 30 bucks lgs has probably put up to 50 to get their their share right right but then walmart goes and sells them for 25 and the reason or even 20 or even 20 and the reason for this is because wizards is no longer saying hey this product needs to be be here needs to be here that and and that's not a legal thing they're not saying legally you have to sell our product for x amount it's it's a guideline but without Mm -hmm. that guideline People can sell it for whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. And that hurts the buyers. So it, people it, buy it, it hurts the buyers, but it also hurts the LGS because they can't compete with the big box stores like Walmart and Target. Yeah. Because, you know, Walmart and Target, they can take a, a hit, like if potentially they pretty much get a loss by selling it like that, they don't care because they're making money off of all kinds of crap. So. You know, them like, oh, well, we might be losing like a buck or two here. Not saying they are, but I'm just saying if they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make sense for them to buy something to take a loss on it. But let's just say they are. I mean, they're big enough to where they're not going to mind because they're going to make up for it elsewhere. They just want people in their store. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Because they're like, yeah, we might take a loss here, but they're probably going to buy other stuff too. So we'll make up for it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. If they're making $1 sale but they're getting 20 people into the store to buy that product that wouldn't come in to get it. Yeah. That's still, that's still profit, right? Even yeah. if the profit is slim, something that a local game store couldn't survive on. Exactly. But all that, all that being said is that wizards took away the MSRP when they know how much cards are going to be worth. Uh, <clears> and <throat> they're obviously doing it with a secret layer now. It's very blatant. So saying that, let's go through. I, I say fuck it. Let's go through each god 
and okay. compare the total package if you're okay with that. Okay, I'll just the, I'll give you this one. Thing. I'll have you look up to start with. Mm-hmm. Do the volume one that's got uh, Heliod, Heliod, whatever, Aroas, and then Karametra, and then I'll look up the volume two one, and then I'll let you do volume three. I'll do four, and then you can do five. So that way, while you're talking about one, I can get the cards ready for two, and we can just keep this baby, this gravy train rolling. Gotcha. So I'm going to go, I don't think any of these gods have been reprinted. I say that and I would just prove it wrong. Iroas was reprinted in the commander set. So I'm going to go with the cheapest you can get these gods and then compare it to the $40 price price tag. So Heliod, $5. That's that's what I'm getting average. Iroas, $7.50. So what's that? We're at $12.50 total for the white package. I think that was a... I think that was one of the poorer value ones anyways. And the last one is Karametra. She's at $10. So you're looking at um, about $22.50, $23 for the white pack. Uh, Heliod, Iroas, Karametra. So $40, you get the foil, Altar, limited edition. But for raw value, or sorry, for the raw cards, you could get them all for 22 bucks. Oh, that sounds like someone gone to the secret lair store. Um, okay, so then, yeah, so they're charging forty bucks, and you could get the cards for twenty three dollars. So they're actually charging more than the market value for this. But how is it looking over on the the second kit? I think your mic is muted. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yep, I muted it because I was typing and stuff, and I didn't want him to hear me banging on the keyboard. So, um, Thassa, God of the Sea, is averaging 2142 for the non-foil. Afara, God of the Polis, is averaging $3.52. Mm-hmm. And then going into Crufix. Oh, I know this. He's like 10 bucks. Yeah. I was just going to say I thought it was 10 last I knew. Yep, 10.17 on average. So between the three, you're looking at 20 – we'll just round up here. So we'll go 22, 32, 36 bucks. So you're you're being, you're going to be able to get the non-foil original copies four bucks cheaper than you'll get the secret layer versions. But again, the argument is, well, they're foil. It's limited. It's alternate art. It doesn't matter. The fact remains they're they're going off the secondary market, whether they want to admit it or not. I don't give a shit what they say. And they can say, oh, well, you're getting a fancy box. You can take that fancy box and shove it up your fucking ass and just freaking send me the damn cards in a top loader and freaking sell it to me for about $15 cheaper. Hot damn. Is that how you really feel? Yes. <laughs> so, so I got the next set up here, which is... And I know your listeners who disagree with us will probably say, oh, well, you're picking this one to try to prove your point. Well, we're going through all of them. But this one is the closest one thus far. I think it's the closest. I will ju- I'm, just, I'm just going to uh, note this to Josh, and I'm not going to edit yeah. this out. But we were trying to stay within an hour on the episode. But if we're going to do all of these, we're going to be well over an hour because we're about at the, we're about uh, 35 minutes right now, roughly. Okay. But I'm just letting you know. But I'm not, like I said, I don't care about the time restraint. If we, we need to go over, I'm good. 
Yeah, we can edit. We can edit this chunk of it anyways. Okay. Anyways, I, I, or we can keep it in. Fuck it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so keep here, it janky, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here we go. We have uh, the black set. The Erebos is $11 on the dot. Athreos is $19 on the dot. So that is $30 right there. And Fenax is $9.50 on the dot. You're looking at $39.50 for these cards. Or you can get the Secret Lair for $39.99. That's pretty fucking close. That's like... It's it's eerily close. That's why I said, like, I mean, you you can't say it's not. If anybody tries saying that it's not, like, oh, it's just coincidence. Come on. Come on. Well, you know what? They could use the argument that it is coincidence because they can back engineer this, right? They, it, they're they not going to stick fucking... Okay, here's the deal. This is why I say that they're doing it because... All right. If that's the case, let's just let's just play devil's advocate here, okay? If they're, if they're not doing this, right? Yeah. Why not put Perforos, Thassa, and Athreos all in the same set? Well, it, no, exactly, and that was a point I was just about to make. Yeah, because they that, because they are doing it, and they just won't fucking say it. No, they have they have all the fifteen gods, and they're gonna piece them together in a mm-hmm. logical way. They all share a color, or some to bullshit. make you feel that you're getting value out of it. But the truth is that if they weren't looking at the secondary market, or at least acknowledging which gods were better than others, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be putting them in this way right. that the value is equaling so close to what they're selling them for. You're right. They could easily go Thassos or uh, Thassa, Erebos, uh, or not Erebos, Thassa, Athreos, and someone else. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah, Perforos right now is 26 bucks on average, right? Yeah. So just between Perforos and Thassa, that's almost 50 bucks. Yeah, they could have done it like this, where each pack has all five colors. They could have mm-hmm. gone Xenagos, Athreos, Thassa. That yeah. would have been well over 40 bucks. But yeah, then, but they don't they, want to do that. Why? Because one of the packs are going to be freaking junk, and they're, well, they're going to be quote-unquote junk in the buyer's eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's why they split up, because here we go again. The Perforos, 26. Mogus, 819. Karanos, 750. Oh, guess what? Oh, wow. It's $41. How about that? Yeah. But we're not acknowledging the secondary market at all. Come on. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. It just, it pisses me off. Like, and I, and, and what, what pisses me off more is my dumbass feeds into it. Because like I was even telling you off, off, uh, off air, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I'm, I'm still, you know, questioning on pulling the trigger on getting you know, one or two of these because there's certain stuff that I just wanted for Commander. Like, I I recently, for those that don't know, because I talk about random crap that I do with my collection during streams and stuff, but, like, I sold, or even in our Discord group, rather, I talk about that as well, but my Foil Athreos that I had for my Commander, I had recently sold because I'm trying to, I was trying to, Use the extra money to pay off some debt, yada yada, without going into all the dramatics about it. But I just sold it, and I want my foil Athreos back, but I'm not gonna pay 80 bucks <laughs> to get it back, you know? Yeah. So when I seen this, I was like, well, I could get a shiny Athreos for 40 bucks, and I'll get a shiny Erebos, 
and I'll get a shiny freaking Phoenix. And I use all of those in Commander because I used Phoenix for Mill and I used Erebos as not a Commander, but in the 99 and a lot of different very uh, various style decks that I play. So, I mean, I knew that I could use those. And then the same exact thing goes with the Perforos package. I love Perforos for certain red shenanigans that I like to do. And then Mogus, there's some nice things to do with uh, Mogus as well and Pioneer that I'm trying to mess around with. And Karanos is another one that I felt could be used very, very good in um, some is it builds. Rather, you're playing Pioneer or even Commander. There's some little shenanigans that you could do with that as well. And then this is where they get you. Okay, because like I had discussed with Josh, okay, I'm going to spend, hypothetically speaking here, if I were to get both of those, I'm spending 80 bucks plus shipping, right? So yep. I can't remember what the shipping is, but we'll just say seven bucks. So now I'm at, I think it, I think it's actually free in the States. Oh, is it? I thought I, I paid so. for something. I can't remember. Maybe I did. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, but I, I think for these guys, they're saying it's free because I remember looking that it wasn't free to Canada. Okay. Well... I'll say, even, even here, we'll just say it's free. <clears throat> so, I'm at 80 bucks. Now it's like, oh, or I could just say, uh, or I could spend 70 extra bucks and I get all five. So now I'm going to spend the 150 which is what they want me to spend anyways. So they put you in that, you know, between a hard and a rock, uh, hard and a rock place, <laughs> between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Jeez, I can't even talk. So a hard rock and a place. Yeah, a hard rock and a place, and it's not in your pants. So, um, yeah, they put you in that spot as a, an adult that plays Magic that has expendable income to some degree to be like, well, do I want to just pay this and get you know the two things, or could I just suck it up and pay the huge price tag and I can get everything? And I'll quote unquote be getting more value, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what they want. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's genius marketing strategy. I can't like fight that. They, they marketed it, the product perfect from a price standpoint, but I'm just irritated with the fact that, you know, and I don't expect them from a business standpoint to acknowledge the secondary market, but I want the. I just want them to realistically come out and say, "This is why we charge what we do," but they're not, and no, that's what pisses me off because you're grind. not giving people a real reason why you're charging them as much as they are. And like I said, if you're gonna say it's because it's some bullshit box, fuck that box because you know where that box is going as soon as I open it in the fucking trash. So I don't care about that box. I hope you recycle it, at least. <laughs> no. Well, I do recycle the cardboard that I get for uh, my dog's food that gets shipped to the house. So that does go to the recycling place. But no, I get I get you. And here, here's the last the last kit that everyone's waiting for. The green kit. Nylea is 10 bucks. Then Xenagos is $15. And Furica, poor, poor Furica is two fifty, if mm. that. So that comes out to, you know, like $27.50, $28. So that's the Again, cheapest one. But it's, yeah, it's... Know. No, it's a, a bit. The white one's the cheapest one. Oh, the, white the white one, one, the white one. You're pretty much paying uh, double what the cards themselves are worth. Double to have them in this alt art yeah. uh, constellation foil. Blah blah blah. Right. So, 
And, and just to clarify again, this isn't us bitching about about going. Oh, Wizards is charging no, too no, no. much about cards. This is us saying that Wizards knows that there's a secondary market. They're playing they're, the game, but they're just trying to basically be smart about it and tiptoe around it without outright saying it. But the proof is in the pudding based off of the price line you're giving. And for everyone that's saying, well, so what? We get nice nifty cards. This is this is not good that Wizards is now just saying, you know what? Let's take a piece of this pie, too. Exactly. Because they they, if they wanted to greedy. fuck the secondary market, they could. Because especially like the Bitter Blossom, it's one card that came with tokens. You could have gotten away easy. You know what? They would have made probably more money had they sold it for like 10 bucks and said, fuck, number one, if they would have said, fuck the stupid box it comes in and just been like, we'll sell each one of these for 10 bucks. Why? Eh, it probably only costs us like 25 cents to freaking make these things. And then they're going to pay for shipping anyways, depending on where it's going. So we don't even got to pay for that. Yeah. And not only that, but whatever their shipping cost is, it's less than what the average person is because they're doing it at wholesale because all they do is ship stuff out for a living. So they're already going to be getting it for a, a fraction of what we pay for shipping costs. And yep. they would, again, get more people to buy it versus, you know, not saying that they're not making money. Of course they're making money on the shit now. But I'm just saying they would have more people would be more open to buying it because they're like, well, hell, screw the secondary market. I'm not going to spend 32 bucks on Bitter Blossom. I can get it for 10, 12 bucks straight from Wizards. Yep. And I know we were talking about how these aren't affecting the regular card prices, which is a good thing if you like to hold value in your cards. Right. But just the, and I know we sound like tinfoil hats, like, but this is a bad fucking precedent that wizards are going to be like yeah you know these cards that are good and people like them and want them mm-hmm. well we're going to start selling them now yeah how, how the fuck like if you if if i loved uh xenagos let's just say i don't have a xenagos it's one of the gods i don't have i would, would have a use for it if i have xenagos and i'm like or i want a xenagos and my game store has one for 15 bucks and I go, oh, I'll just go get, give them my money, right? Mm-hmm. And Wizards is like, huh, nope, here, you can get a fancy fucking Xenagos and Nylia and Furica, uh, uh and they're fancy and limited and foil and all tart. Well, as someone who has disposable cash and doesn't really give a fuck about the whole grand scheme of magic commerce, I would be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's get that one. Fuck mm-hmm. my game store. $15 out of an already starving market. And I don't want to sound like a preacher to the choir saying go support your game store because I get it. Game stores price gouge. Game stores are scummy in some aspects. But there are good ones. But if you like your game store to go play in and all this shit and you like the value of your cards and the trade value and all that, this is a horrible fucking precedent that Wizards are just printing cards for singles. Yeah. And if you want, if you want some more action as to what the hell we're talking about, I'm pulling up some cards as we speak. Um, Bloodgast, okay? Yeah. Bloodgast for Zendikar. Zendikar, it's averaging 11.38, and mind you, it dropped. It did drop. It went from 19.99 down to 11.38. Yeah, 
back in August, and now it's down to 10, but uh, or 11.38. But that has nothing to do with Secret Layer because it was dropping even before then. But uh, yeah, that that's a modern dying right. from Pioneer, right? Right. Fateless that, looting band. There's a lot yeah, in that. Yeah, there was a lot with that. Yeah. And then the iconic masters, 1065. Guess where Secret Layer is on average? 17.99. Oh wait, there's more. Golgari Thug, 5.97 for the Secret Layer drop series. And guess what it is? We have a slew of reprints. We have the dual decks, 2.26. Ravnica. The original Ravnica, 212, and then Ultimate Masters at 160. That's almost, a, that's what, a 200% increase from the original printings, right? Yep. And then Life let's, from the Loam. Yeah. And then Life from the Loam. So Life from the Loam, that's the other one. So here we go, Life from the Loam. So from Ravnica, 1275. Okay. Then we have Dual Decks, 969. Modern Masters, 1088. Ultimate Masters, 999. The Ultimate Masters box topper, but of course it's a box topper, but even still, that's at 63.94. But excluding that, and you go to Secret Layer, guess where that's at? 1899. Don't tell me that people aren't going to inflate the prices on these things. No, I, I think that's a given. That, I mean, it, I mean, it happen. is, but it's just that you know that there's people that are going to be saying we're just being conspiracy theorists. So it's not, we're. I just want people to realize that it's not that we're trying to be conspiracy theorists. We just want to let you know this is the type of shit that's going to be happening, and it's going to fuck up the game long term if they keep doing this crap. Especially if they consider these viable reprints, right. if they don't reprint stuff later because they're like, oh, we did a secret layer on that. And and let's let's go back to the price on that. Blood gas was eleven bucks. Life from the loam was ten bucks. Golgari thug was one or two bucks. That's twenty four dollars ish. And they sold that secret layer for thirty dollars. So again, within five dollars of what the raw card price is. Where did they get that thirty dollar price point? Ah, they just decided on thirty dollars. You know, if they really wanted to do the dredge theme. Why didn't they put Golgari Grave Troll in there? Probably because it would have pushed it past that $30 mark. Yep. You know? Like, this is how they can back-engineer it. Let's do the Kaleidoscope one. I see you pulling that out. The the Ur-Dragon's 9 bucks. It's not coming up on... Uh, it's not coming up for MTG stock, so I'm going to try to pull it up on Card Kingdom to see what they're selling it for right now. Okay, I'll do the regular one. So there was a Kaleidoscope one. You got three cards that were five colors each. You got Reaper King, which is a Scarecrow, uh, not God, but Scarecrow Lord. Uh, he's eleven fifty. You got the Ur Dragon, which the Ur Dragon on Card Kingdom is the most expensive of the copies. You have ten ninety nine for Secret Layer, seventy nine cents for the oversized, which no one's going to use anyways, obviously. And then uh, $9.99 for the Commander Ur-Dragon Foil, then $1.79 for the Time Spiral, and then $1.49 for the Commander Non-Foil. So again, guess which one was on top? Secret Layer by a buck. It doesn't matter. The fact remains, it's still at the top. Because why? They're going to push it because, oh, well, it's not quite as in circulation as the rest of them. And what was the last? It was Sliver Overlord. Sliver right? Overlord is at twenty eight forty nine for Scourge, and Secret Layer. There's nothing on MTG stock, so I'll have to look that up. 
on Card Kingdom. But the other premium deck series, the Slivers deck series, was at 26 bucks. And then let's see here what we got here. Oh, come on. What am I doing? Overlord. Why is this not coming up? So, oh, so that's, oh, that's why I put it. So I got, I got the price here. I have Overlord at about 26 bucks. I have Reaper King at 11.50, and then I have Ur Dragon at nine. So that comes out to about 45 dollars. They sold it for 40, so they went over on that one. This is the uh, first one that is actually lower than the ones stated. So. For Overlord, I stand corrected. That while so one card just happens to not be inflated as of right now. So we have Sliver Overlord for the premium deck series of Slivers is twenty four ninety nine on Card Kingdom. Scourge is at twenty one ninety nine, and then the Secret Layer version is nineteen ninety nine. Oh, so it's actually cheaper than yes. the regular ones. But that was the first one out of how many cards we just went through. So chances are it's going to end up getting inflated. Well, no one's more selling often. it, right? Right. Well, no one's selling it on the secondary market. This is just strictly off of Card Kingdom for the for the uh, the Ur Dragon and now the uh, Sliver Overlord. So that was a bit of us just yelling about prices. So what we're talking about there, Eric is looking at the prices of the actual Secret Lair cards, and I'm looking at the prices of the cheapest you can get those cards, uh, just regular. And this is the Kaleidoscope Group is the first set where. Uh, the individual cards are actually worth more than what Wizards is selling it for. But it is still very close, what, within $5 of the price range? Yeah. So where, where, like, why did they, yeah, these are all five-color cards, but why did they decide to choose these cards? Probably because it fit that $40 price tag they're sticking. Exactly. And it's just, like I said, it's just eerily hilarious how they all fit in that mode of they equate out to that amount and yep. you, and some of them have just like monetarily speaking the trash card that just ah, well, this one's only three or four bucks but you know but you get this one that's 20 some bucks by itself it's like come on but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do one more one more we're not uh i'm gonna do the other most recent one the uh year of the rat secret lair okay so uh, in this one, it was $40. You got uh, five rat colonies, uh, a pack rat, a Marinar, and Ink Eye Servant of Oni. Uh, Ink Eye Servant of Oni is around $10. Bucks. Um, pack rat is 5 bucks, so we're at $15. Bucks. Marinar, I believe is uh now i'm the slow one no you're fine if they've listened this long i'm sure their patience is very strong (laughs) (laughs) marinar is 25 dollars so we just hit the 40 holy shit 25 dollars hit the 40 dollar thing and then the rat colonies are i don't know a buck if each i guess they're 250 each um, so that was about 50, that's $50 then. Yeah. So they went a bit over on that one, but that being said, uh, the individual card rat colony 
spiked right when secret the original like the dominaria print spiked when this was released around that time yep it went from, spiked as well i believe if i it, if i recall correctly it went from a 90 cent one dollar card to 250 maybe maybe this just brought attention to it but so then that says when this was released they were within the five dollar range that 40 dollar mark no i take that back no, pack rat spiked for whatever reason. Oh, probably just because of Pioneer, but yeah. it's, it spiked. Um, it went from. Let me try to make this a little bit better. It looks like it started trending up as of October 20, 23rd, and then peaked at about November the 8th, 9th, where am I at? 9th, at 493. And it's kind of been going up and down around the 450 range. Up until now, it's up to five bucks on average for Pack Rat. Yeah. So again, when this was released, when this Rat Secret Lair was released, they were at forty-four, forty-five dollars. And you ready for this? Yeah. Thirteen ninety-four for the foil Secret Lair for Pack Rat. So three times the amount. And it's eight eighty-six for the foil for Ravnica. Yeah. So double the foil price. Yeah. So. I think I don't think I have much more to say about this. I think uh, we have pleaded our case, and if anybody wants to argue, I mean, I feel like it's right there in black and white. So let's uh, let's just do a quick summary. Then is that here are our points for this one: that these secret layers are, in our opinion, and I think we just showed some price data to show that they are marketed specifically on the single prices of the secondary market for the cards within each of these secret layers. Correct. Two, that these prices, and except for this rat colony, the uh, throwing these cards in the market don't help reduce the prices or the right. accessibility of cards to people that want them. So that argument, if you say, oh, well, these at least these are re- reprints, that's bullshit. It doesn't matter. And, and three, what Eric was getting at is that these cards are going up in price exponentially, which is understandable because it's a limited product. But these are only going up, which ties back into this doesn't put cards in the hands of people. Exactly. This, this is still going to make the original cards keep going up in price because th- this didn't add to the market at all. Exactly. I think that's why in our ramblings, those are three points. One, these are based on the secondary market, so Wizards is acknowledging it. They're just using it as a price point. Two, these don't count as reprints, so that argument is fucking bullshit. And three, the the price of these things keep going up. That's not us telling you to buy them because don't because that just feeds wizards yeah but i know it's hard i know i can't i can't deny it i mean i'm not gonna argue it's very hard if you know you have the money available it's very hard to say no yes but you said yourself you want mogus or you want perforos and Erebos set that's 80 bucks yeah you can just get the other three for 70 more dollars right exactly yeah and that's where they get you yeah but anyways if you like these and you want to get them, then I'm not your fucking mom. Yeah, you do get what them. you want. It's we're not gonna, money. we're not gonna be mad at you. This was just something we wanted to bring up just to discuss, because it's a topic nonetheless, and I feel it was a hot topic that should be brought up because for those of us that are the adults in the game or just people that have an interest as to 
what the hell is going on and why they're doing what they're doing. We're trying to kind of touch on that and explain our thought processes on how we feel that it can affect the game long term and not just affect the game, but affect the market. And as you can see, it's just going to make the market worse long term. And, and these aren't going away. These no. aren't um, like we know that these aren't uh, something that are special. They're going to milk these because. Oh, yeah. Because look at look at this with the not the mat. Well, the master's sets was a different thing. But with the masterpiece cards where you could potentially get a two hundred dollar hundred dollar bill in your pack. They're not doing that anymore. Yep. Why would they give out free money like that when they can just do this? They're where printing they get money. The money. The, this is equivalent to what were the plane, the mythic editions where you got uh-huh. the fancy planeswalkers for 250 bucks bullshit. Yep. This is their way. And, and people saw that and they're like, that's fucking greedy. So they scaled back. This is what they're doing now. This seems reasonable. These cards are exactly what the secondary market is, but they're not going to admit it. So people are going to buy this. This is how they make their money. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to stop. Marrow, Mark Rosewater, if you don't know who that is, it's a head designer, head guy for Magic. He has posted on Twitter and his blog saying, what would you guys want to see for the next 